Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode two of the How to Peel podcast. Today, I am sharing a wonderful conversation that I had with the incredible Krupa. She is the founder of Face Forward, and she is absolutely fantastic. And if you don't fall in love with her from this conversation, then you're crazy. Um, she is a holistic nutritionist. And she teaches IBS strugglers to combat and prevent their symptoms. She is a qualified Ayurvedic practitioner. It's absolutely amazing to learn about Ayurveda in this conversation that we had. I really enjoyed it. It's so interesting. She has five years experience in Ayurveda and has finished her pharmacology degree at the University of Glasgow. She is now finishing a master's in dietetics and she's also a naturopath ND. It's just amazing. She is an all-round amazing good at everything. (laughs) She loves all things surrounding manifestation, the law of attraction and mental health. Go check out her website www.faceforwardx.com any of you want to check it out, I highly recommend it. She also says that her inbox is always open for anyone looking for advice. I think you should go for it and follow her on Instagram, FaceForwardX. And I cannot wait for you to hear all about our conversation and learn about everything from her morning routine to Ayurvedic practices and manifestation in all its glory big love let's get into it (laughs) nice to meet you (laughs) nice to meet you too i love your name (laughs) it's you know fun fact it means blessing in sanskrit my full name is actually lakshmi krupa so lakshmi is the goddess of wealth like money um very coincidentally um so it means the blessings of the goddess of wealth amazing i love it that is so good that's such a good name my name doesn't mean anything i don't think (laughs) oh my parents didn't understand phonetics but they definitely did understand the meaning behind it they went like i'm quite sure it took a lot to think that up do you know what i mean yeah (laughs) good for them um I am actually so incredibly happy that we finally um, are able to talk to each other face to face, obviously not in person, but face to face is amazing. And we actually connected through Instagram, didn't we? Yeah. How did we? I think it was through a Facebook group, though. Oh, yeah, it was originally. What Facebook group was it? I am on so many Facebook groups, I don't even know. But it was one of those Facebook groups that was like, it was to help build our businesses. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was. Something like girl boss, something along the lines of that. And there was a post that said like, drop all of your business accounts. So I just went, I was like, do you know what? Let me connect with some people. And thank God I found you. (laughs) I think we're like really on the same page in terms of the different things that we are. You know, someone and you don't actually know them, but because of the things you believe in or the things you've been through, you feel like you can just connect. 
Absolutely. No, I completely agree. It's like something about as soon as you sent me the message of that your like specialty is manifestation and and meditation and how like that can help tackle your anxiety and there are so many other things that you have you said your specialty is manifestation and holistic wellness and I just like I am absolutely I love learning everything and anything to do with holistic wellness and whatever you can do so I just felt I was like yes this is amazing (laughs) no there's so much and honestly I think it really has to do with bringing it down to the basics where we're so focused on even when it comes to like skincare food we're focused on the expensive or you know the the main main street kind of stuff you want to get what everybody's talking about whereas honest to god if you grind up a strawberry and put it on your face i'm sure it has 10 times the amount of antioxidants that little cream has (laughs) and it's because people don't really know people have never experienced they they look at me and they're like what the hell are you doing I'm like trust me it works (laughs) (laughs) well let me just tell you you look beautiful so (laughs) I will have you know I don't know how to change it on zoom there's a setting where you can make it look like like I don't know what you call it just smoothen your face (laughs) so that's why it's like this I, I think I have to go into my setting somewhere but I've not touched it in a long time well, you look amazing. <laughs> um, what got you into kind of the manifestation side of things? It was a network marketing company, whether you believe it or not. I joined and it, this, obviously I'm not mocking it. I know a lot of people would, but this network marketing company got me out of a really terrible place in life and made me the person I am. So even though I don't actually still do it, I will recommend it to anybody. It's called the I am trading and it's about trading. You learn it, you make money through it as well as like recruit other people. I mean, it's the honest truth, right? But at the same time, the family culture around there, like people, uh, the personal development especially was amazing. Like I'm not being funny and I should probably be quiet when I say this, but I used to be addicted to smoking weed. I used to drink, party all the time. Um, and, you know, I, I was in uni. I had a degree going for me, yeah. but it was not in the space where, you know, let's grow, let's do something with our lives. My head was party, party, party. And then, obviously right before COVID hit the November, November 2019 I'm thinking is when I joined and there was an unbelievable amount of personal development we all got told to watch the law law of attraction uh, the secret yeah and I had watched that before but you know it just started to click in that moment and that's when I realized you know what I need to separate to elevate I don't I don't actually need to go out and party like why am I doing it yeah why am I people especially who don't really look for growth in life I mean don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with partying that's something everybody does but I think until you figure out what you want to do that's what you do yeah that's how I got into it network marketing and 
I'm, I don't do it anymore, but it got me in touch with a lot of really cool people, good mindsets as well. And I learned so much from everyone, learned so much about the way manifestation works. I'll, I'll give you like a whole rundown on manifestation, right? Yeah, definitely. You start off with limiting beliefs. Your subconscious mind, there's obviously your conscious and your subconscious. Your subconscious mind is very malleable until you're about seven right it takes in everyone's experiences your experiences emotions everything like people are telling you to do and everything you see them do after that it's only open to like malleableness during the times that you're going to sleep and winding down or winding up and like waking up getting ready that's because of the way your brain waves work there are a couple of different there's like gamma alpha beta and there's theta so when your mind operates in theta waves that's when it's malleable and it does that all throughout your like young adult life up until seven eight i'm not giving it a number it's different for different people but around that age but your brain only operates in theta waves when you're winding down and winding up when you're an adult. So that's why it's so important to like what I always suggest to my clients is affirmations. I mean, it's one thing to write your affirmations, look in a mirror and then say it to yourself. I think that's that's something you can do when you're comfortable with it. Like a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking to themselves in the mirror. Yeah. But I just listen, there's YouTube manifestations that go for like eight hours. I put it on while I'm like going to sleep and I wake up with it still on. Just yeah. so you can get rid of your limiting beliefs. Because sometimes you don't even know that someone must have told you, like my parents, God love them, right? But it was a very Asian household where I always got told that I wouldn't amount up to much. I know it sounds bad, but I yeah. think that was their way of pushing me to do better. Yeah, but obviously that's not how it works. <laughs> I always felt like I would never amount up to much, and I think my limiting belief that I'm still working on is the confidence. Like I, I, I am fully confident, but there's some little morsel inside me that's like, you can't do it. Go away. Like, fuck yeah, on. sorry. <laughs> and that's what affirmations help you with. The subconscious mind needs to be reprogrammed, and I, I think that's the easiest way to start. If you're not comfortable with meditation and you don't know what you're doing. Just put your affirmations on and go to sleep because it's it's not going to do you any harm. No, I think that's a that's actually really great to know that you can get affirmations for eight hours long. Like, oh, there's this. It's called wait, free advertisement. Um, but it's called Live Your Life, and they've got affirmations for everything. Like, if you're you know wanting to put your mindset in weight loss, better skin, like yeah. anything. I'm not I'm not here to say that it's going to result in better skin and, and weight loss in two days, but it is is to get rid of your limiting beliefs surrounding your, you know, body image, your abundance mindset, and maybe even your skin. Yeah. So it's it's just a method to it, not that's how you do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's not it's not going to listening to that isn't going to make you lose weight in like 48 hours but it, it will help you along the way of pushing yourself to to do the things that need to that you need to do to to get that and also having um I listened to a really good podcast recently um 
I think it's called Your Own Magic. And um, it was with, a, the guest was Charlie Rocket. I don't know if you know him, but he, he basically, he's American and he was 300 pounds and he lost um, half of that weight and um, from doing marathons and all sorts of different things. And then he got to a stage where he just couldn't lose anymore um, and he was just on a plateau, but it was because um, he was basically hating himself every single time he did anything anytime he looked in the mirror if he he's vegan if he ate a piece like of vegan cheesecake he would say oh, i have to exercise seven times the amount tomorrow to burn off those calories and I love that you're seeing this oh my it's, god it's so it, like he because he had those beliefs in himself the beliefs that he couldn't amount to any more it was stopping his him from losing any more weight mm. but when he started to realize that and he he went to a a manifestation specialist who talks about who is specializes in um weight loss and and healthy lifestyle in that way um she she was basically like the, the reason this reason is because you are telling yourself that you're not worth it and that you cannot do it. So your body is believing you and your body isn't going any further. So you're plateauing. So what I want you to do is tell yourself you can do it and basically start doing more affirmations of positive affirmations of and believing in himself in that way. And within, um, because of that, like a switch just clicked in his mind and, uh, within the week, he was like, wow, I feel so much better. And then, then then the next week after doing, still, he's obviously exercising. He's not just doing uh, manifestation, like affirmations, but he was carrying on with the same routine that he had been doing before that wasn't helping him lose weight. And now just from this change of mindset and telling himself that he could do it and trying to remove these limiting beliefs he started to then lose weight again and get over this plateau. And it's just amazing what what your beliefs can do to you. It's honestly, especially with weight loss, I love that you said that because that's a whole other topic, right? But with weight loss specifically, it puts you in a cycle where you have a terrible relationship with food and your body. If like I, I used to be not fat, right? But I used to just have a bit of a belly. I think it was just pre-COVID. I, I see when I was younger, I used to be a stick. And yeah. it was that it was that in my head where I was like, I'm not what I used to be anymore. You don't look good. And I just started looking at myself in the mirror and hating myself. And I was like, Hold on, what am I doing? Like I need to you need to thank your body. It's there to protect you. So thank you for protecting me and you know, giving me energy. But I'm I'm ready to release the weight. It's yeah. okay. Like, you need to feel comfortable to lose the weight, if that makes sense. Your your body is put in like a, a position where it feels like losing something isn't good. So I never use the word lose weight. I always say release weight because you don't you don't need to lose something. Loss always means you feel bad for it, or you know you're protecting yourself from loss in all senses. So why would you want to lose weight? Yeah, do you get me? Absolutely. You release. Weight. 
And yeah. I think it also implies to the relationship with food, especially when you said like, you know, if you eat a piece of cheesecake and you have to do seven times the amount of exercise. No, you don't. No, you don't. People. And it's so, it's so surprising that like my sister, she's about 13 years old, 14 years old. And yeah. she is these weight loss gurus who are like, you know, this, this, this. I'm like, no, you're a, a child and B, your body needs energy. Carbs are energy. Yeah. You're not going to like undo everything you've done with one piece of cheesecake enjoy it and then go on to tomorrow going back to normal because if you go oh my god i have eaten a piece of cheesecake i've ruined everything your mind will automatically go okay it's fine start again tomorrow but you have to restrict yourself tomorrow so eat everything you can now to yeah. like make up yeah. for it you know you you start binging like I used to do this thing where I used to be like okay I'll start tomorrow but I'll just finish the whole bar of chocolate and the whole tub of ice cream so that I don't have to look at it tomorrow and I can be on my you know way to losing weight but eating that whole tub is worse than just the one scoop you had absolutely I used to have the same thing and sometimes now I like have to admit sometimes now I still do it but I it's a lot less common to do that now I just don't have I just eat in a completely different way I have a different like a way of looking at food and things so that is helpful but I definitely used to do that and what you said about thanking your body um that this is actually that's actually one of the main things that this woman said to Charlie Rocket was have you ever thanked your feet for running that uh, try like doing that triathlon and have you ever thanked your body for being strong and getting you there and have you ever thanked like your like the different parts of you and he was like no I never thank them I like I hate everything about me and it, it's just amazing to be able to put that into perspective of of course your your body's not going to want to do things if you're not thanking it yeah, of course. And I think it also has to do with the fact that it's it's your mind versus your body kind of thing. You're putting yourself in a position where you're picking your mind over your body and you should never do that because at, in the end, it's all the same thing. Like, it, I, regardless of what you believe in, soul or not, your mind and your body are still one thing. Yeah. It works work together. Your emotions that you create they're obviously chemicals that are created by your body that you feel so in the end even things in your mind are stuff that are created by your body and if you tell your body things like you're fat I hate you like you pinch yourself or whatever even if other people do that to you like you know your mom your aunt go you need to lose some weight like it's it's going to reflect negatively in your head yeah and you're just gonna hate yourself every time you eat it's, it's a terrible thing, but it's the society we live in as well. It is so much. And it's like your your mind will pick up on those things of those little comments from different people from childhood or anything like that. I remember a story with my sister. She came home one day, right? And I think it was just someone in her class had said, oh, your arm is so hairy. And I was like, what kind of comments are kids making these days? I know. But I was like, honestly, it's a normal part of life. People really focus too much on the things that you should be like when everybody has hair. Obviously, like we're Indian and we come from South India and we're known to be quite hairy. 
So I was like, it's fine. I mean, nobody nobody should tell you to do anything with any part of your body. So just look at him and say, your face is hairy. Yeah. Kids, we have to protect. Like, it scares me because I think about it. And I talk to my partner all the time. I'm like, how are we going to raise our kids and not make them feel terrible in this world? Like, you need to watch out for so many things. Yeah. Especially now, you give them phones and my sister's 13 right and I see all her friends doing this as well sometimes like they're posting pictures on their stories or whatever and they are posing a little bit they and you wonder where did they get these posts from it's from people that like again I'm not saying it's wrong at all but Instagram models and people we pose in a certain way that accentuates our curves but as kids they don't get it they just do it because of are doing it and they don't realize like what you're putting out in the world especially like the image you're giving yourself the image you're telling you yourself that you are and everything else with social media I think it's, it needs to be stopped absolutely um with your you said that you're uh, really into or specialist in um holistic wellness can you go a little bit, what's your specialty within holistic wellness? I'm not going to lie. I am kind of all over the place. I do want to like niche down. Yeah. But I love manifestation. I, I currently am working on a program that, like you said, has to do with weight loss specifically. Yeah. Um, I haven't really figured out who my target demographic is. I love all things manifestation, hands down. I can teach anybody to manifest. I... As long as they're ready to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I love anything to do with manifestation. I think I really would like to start teaching people who are very new to it. Yeah. Um, really understand it because I like to explain the science behind it as well. If yeah. you don't know, there is, there's a guy called Dr. Joe Dispenza. I honestly recommend anyone listening to this and you as well to go look him up. He's got like short videos on YouTube as well. Yeah. And actually like a a bioscientist and a physicist and he he has started to create like programs and stuff where people come in and they learn to physically heal themselves with their mind wow and as as far-fetched as that sounds like there is a whole science behind it for people that are interested the way your emotions work and your mind works he explains it all and I I really love that bit because people think that it's holistic wellness is all just like voodoo or magic or whatever but holistic wellness for for me especially comes from Ayurveda and it's an ancient like Indian medicine science yeah so at the end of the day I look at people and I'm like it's not actually magic it's just the way you look at it because you've not necessarily been educated about it the right way there is a science to it there are herbs and and plants and medicines that come from those that you can use so I think to answer your question it would be Ayurveda weight loss and manifestation like it's it's a combination right now so can you go into a bit more detail about Ayurveda Yeah, Ayurveda is big scale, right? Let's look at it in big picture. It's you have three doshas. Your doshas are like your, they're just like avatars, let's say, right? Um, You can be a mix of all of these avatars or you can be only one. 
Um, there's different like ratios that you can be. Everyone is born with their own constitution and your constitution is your mix, your ratio at like equilibrium, let's say, right? So I am thridoshic, so it's I'm a balance of all three. Whereas if you're um guys know, let me name the three doshas. There's vata, pitta, and kapha. So you can be a mix of vata and pitta, or you can be a mix of like any. There's a couple of different ones. So as you go on through life, your body changes its needs. You you've got different herbs, different spices, different things you eat, different climates, different places you're at that all affect your dosha. And as that changes, sometimes you experience like physical and mental turmoils. The, the goal is to get it back into balance, into your balance, like your yeah. ratios, if that makes sense. Yes. What do the different doshas mean? Vata and... <clears throat> Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know exactly, right? But because there's a whole science to it. But there are ten pairs, so twenty qualities. Those mm-hmm. are called gunas. Mm-hmm. Um, qualities are like hot and cold, uh, rough, smooth. It can they can come represented in different ways in your body. For example, me. Um, right now, I can tell you, I've got more kapha in my body, which means that it manifests itself in extra anxiety um, it can manifest itself in loads of different ways depending on the qualities so you've got obviously the three different doshas pitta vata and kapha and it tells you the different qualities that combine to make it there are there are four different elements wait one two three four yeah four different elements that we work with fire yeah. water earth and space or ether um, a combination of the two plus a combination of the qualities is what makes up the dosha. For example, like pitta is fire and water. So it is things that are hot and liquid and spreading like water as well as fire. Like fire spreads and water spreads. Yeah. But on the other hand, vata is air and ether. So you can see how it can manifest itself in the body as like movement and impulse and like creativity rather than um, other stuff, like the other stuff from Pitta. Does that kind of make sense? Definitely. So we work off of that and we kind of give everyone their own constitution. But those are things you're born with. You can find that out very easily. Um, And you also find out what you're imbalances very easily by loads of symptoms for example if your like digestion isn't very good right now you know you have problems like IBS and stuff you probably have too much butter and then there are herbs and spices and plants you can eat to lower the level in Ayurveda when we talk about an imbalance it doesn't necessarily mean imbalance it just means your ratios are higher than they're supposed to not necessarily if, if they're lower, it's usually fine. But if anyone is higher than what your original constitution is, that's when you will start to see physical and mental like problems. Yeah. So it's, they're different energies, really, aren't they? Yeah. It's, it's very like complicated to explain in what, like 10, 20 minutes. But <laughs> see if you take, take a minute, I think if anyone who's very very interested in holistic wellness looks into it they'll really understand it and get a feel for it 
Yeah, I will definitely be doing more research into that. What I specialize in, just because I I have a personal connection with it, like I love teaching people about their constitution and how they can rebalance it. The reason I got interested in it is because my gran and my mom, they're very, um, they gravitate naturally towards like natural ways of doing things. My mom was always the kind of person who would put an egg and like berries in her hair rather as a mask and an avocado as a mask rather than actually use like store-bought stuff my gran you could go to her with any kind of cold anything and she will cure you like I think it's just a grandma thing though but um obviously I started to learn all of these things at a very young age like I love my gran I would always tag along with her we'd go to like the markets in India where they've literally got like huge piles of spices and herbs and I learned a lot but I never really applied it to my life um as I grew older and like came away from my family I realized that you know that way of doing things really did help because I started doing things my way and you know buying stuff uh, buying face masks and things like that because I didn't didn't necessarily have the time and I got to a point where I realized everything they said is so true yeah and it makes you feel grounded too you know like it is being at one with nature if that makes sense i've the current program that i'm working on is it is weight loss specifically but i teach people that firstly it's like there's three pillars i call them right i've got the mind and that's where i teach about beliefs how to get rid of them manifestation in general and kind of the stuff you were talking about with like the American guy um, how to love your body and heal your relationship with food that's your first part because people don't even realize how terrible we look at ourselves when we eat a packet of crisps or eat cake or whatever the second part is Ayurveda figuring out your constitution figuring out your imbalance and fixing it and the third part is just implementing lifestyle choices but I think that's the shortest part because if your mind falls in and, and then your body falls in through Ayurveda, your habits and your qualities will just begin to happen. It's not yeah. something you need to force yourself to do. Absolutely. That sounds absolutely incredible. I can't wait for people to be able to do your course. That will be so good. And where can they find you to do that course? Um, on my Instagram, there is a link to my blog and my website. Um, it's just www.facebook.com forwardx.com and right now you can pre-enroll into it but I will be launching hopefully soon I'm thinking probably end of August September so I've got enough time to go out with a bang um but soon you guys will be able to join oh amazing well yeah go check go check that out and I will be putting it in the show notes as well so you can find the link easily hello and welcome to a brief interlude by me I am very excited to record this wonderful advert for you on this microphone that was donated to the podcast by Ian at IMAX Repairs. This great sound wouldn't be possible without him, so thank you Ian. I would highly recommend going to check them out for an iPad, phone, tablet, computer or laptop repair. So go check them out at imaxrepairs.co.uk and if you are in the local area then they are located at the Barnes Church Farm Station Road, Oldbury. 
Thanks for listening. And now let's get back to the podcast. You mentioned the term um, Akigai. Akigai, yeah. yeah. I what, love that. Can you tell us a bit about Akigai? There's there's a diagram, right? I'm sure loads of people would have heard of this, but it's it's basically a, what do you call those circles that are like this? Infinity. Oh, no. But then you write stuff inside them. It's like a diagram. So it's like two circles and in the middle they overlap. And then you've got all the stuff from one quality on this side and another quality on this side. And there are similarities in the middle. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it's a diagram like that, but with three circles. One for things that you like doing. One for things that you are good at, like your skills. Because you could like painting, but you could be terrible at it. <laughs> and then the third one is for what can actually make you money. So I use these three things to brainstorm and actually find out what my path in life is. A lot of people I know for a fact because I had loads of trouble with this and I always tell my partner as well, you need to find out what you want to do because you can ponder and do so many things in life. You can try being a fitness coach, you can try doing this, you can try working an office job, but you need to find the thing that makes you happy and also makes you money. So um, there's this book and I, I don't think, I need to check my Amazon orders to get the right book, but there's a few different books on Ikigai. It's a Japanese word that is, it basically means your your, your career, but your career that makes you happy, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it's an amazing resource for anyone really to go into and just try doing on your own to see if what you're doing is something that really makes you happy. Or even if you feel like you're needing a career change, this is exactly what you should be reading. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so good to be able to see that. And he, I, I did a similar thing, but not with that technique. Um, and that technique seems a little bit more um, kind of direct uh, to what I did. I, I just kind of started writing things down that I liked and enjoyed. <laughs> and what Honestly, any way to do it is, is not right or wrong but obviously it's just because I had heard about this and I thought let me give it a go the book really does help you if you're struggling and you know some people are great like you honestly if you know if you have a certain bit of you that knows and pushes you forward in life to do what you're meant to do that's absolutely amazing but some people don't really have that so it's really good to have a resource like this absolutely what what does self-love mean to you self-love this is one of the questions I, I don't want to answer this but self-love can mean a lot of things honestly it varies very very greatly um depending on my circumstance but self-love usually means listening to me I am um, I don't know if you guys know what this is but this might seem a little bit like magic or voodoo to you there's this thing called human design and it it uses the time and date you were born to pinpoint I think it's like a numerical system to pinpoint it also has a couple of different types of person you can be but it has to do with your soul and I I had my human design graph drawn and I'm the type of person that likes to do like I I don't feel any hesitation 
I like to do me. So if if I ever feel any hesitation, let's say for example, like even the situation we're thinking about moving back in to this house. Um so we're going to be living with like six other people and the house is huge, right? But I thought to myself, I was like if you feel any hesitation at all, say no. Yeah. And that is love to me because if I try and do things that, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll do it for you as much as I love the person, I'm not going to be happy. And I, I've done that a lot in my life. I've done living for other people a lot um, studying what other people wanted me to study, trying the career other people wanted me to try. But to me, self-love means just doing what my intuition tells me to do. I think that is a really good answer. <laughs> They get deviated a little bit, but sometimes you need to say no. What my answer put in a small sentence. Sometimes you need to say no. (laughs) And you should be absolutely happy to do that because you're not being selfish. I mean, I would never call myself a selfish person because I know I've done a lot for other people and a lot because of other people. However, you have times where it's it's your choice and you need to be happy with that choice like even this example if I say all right cool let's move in um so I can support whatever whatever for my partner I'm not going to be happy yeah but I know I know that it's something that I want to do then you're going to be happy so it's it really does depend on what you want to do that's why for me it's me my choice (laughs) what makes you feel empowered that is a really good question um I would say honestly empowering myself is is not something that I am very used to simply because I'm I'm an Asian girl and the way I was brought up empowering yourself is not a thing and as terrible as it is to say, that might be another limiting belief kind of thing. It's been like hammered into my head that, you know, women aren't allowed to feel a certain way. But yeah. I think for me, the whole education, like especially living in Germany and here, Germany is another country where you get your education entirely for free, but it's in German. Yeah. <laughs> Even um, international students, by the way, just so you guys know, look it up if you're wanting to study for free, go to Germany. Um, and also in the UK, like schools and everything are free. Education is the way I empower myself. I find loads of courses online. There's free ones. There's ones for like a tenner, loads of books um, and just learning anything and everything. Like even when you said you love to learn, that's something I really resonate with because I love to talk about different belief systems religion especially but I love to like widen my horizon by learning and I guess that's what empowers me because I know where I stand if that makes sense I think in terms of what you what you mentioned just now about being Asian and that in within the like it's a cultural thing of um that women aren't supposed aren't allowed to feel certain things is does that relate in any way to um mental health and the view of the cultural view of mental health definitely oh my god um i i would like to say that india is doing better right india is a country i do see a lot of like you know 
things being accepted, including like sexuality. Um, I don't know what the right word for it is, like the politically correct word for being gay. Um, I see it being widely accepted, um, more accepted than it used to be even five, ten years ago, right? But on mental health terms, I feel like we are lacking so much. People get told that mental health is not a thing. All my life, I got told us. I moved away to uni and obviously my parents realised I started smoking. We had a huge fight. Um, you can imagine, I'm fresh, like I was born in India. So to my parents, it's quite a shock. A girl smoking, like what are you doing? Um, yeah. So at that time, I told them, I was like, I am genuinely depressed. And I don't know if I'm bipolar, but you know, I've, I've got like loads of anxiety issues. And I bless my parents, but they laughed at me. My mom was like, so what do you like think you're a psychopath or something? And I'm like, no, I don't need to be a psychopath to be depressed. I don't need to be like off the rails to just have a little problem with anxiety. And yeah. I think it's so important that people realize that because so many people go without knowing that they can actually solve this problem. Like, yeah. you know, your panic attacks and your your anxiety people live with that thinking that that's just a thing because their parents don't educate them yeah like the audacity of that honestly I'm, I'm very lucky because I, I got to move away and realize that mental health is a thing and I can get help but there's so many people that unfortunately don't even have access to it because their parents don't let them yeah it's really difficult to deal with. And, and that's something that we, we've spoken about before that um, I said that the reason I started How Do You Appeal was to kind of put the topic of conversation out there to try and get more people talking about mental health because I thought that within the environment that I lived in, in, in the UK, that it just wasn't spoken about very much. And, and and it was a taboo subject and nobody wanted to talk about it. But the difference even there between that the, the UK still needs to do more about talking about mental health uh, within families and in, in different areas of society. But even that, that difference between not being allowed to go and saying that mental health doesn't exist is is a whole other um kind of contrast isn't it um yeah, i think that it's really important that we need to try and get that talked about more and more the education side of it is is important isn't it no definitely the education but i think i already told you this that getting help as well in the uk is so hard when you're not ready to pay like above 60 70 pound an hour and don't get me wrong i'm very lucky and i'm so grateful that i can but i know there are so many people that can't and i remember again i think i still have this letter just to remind me i had gone and asked my doctor obviously can you put me on the referral like for mental health because i'm already taking um, anxiety medication and i just want to get to a point where i can work through my anxiety it's not going to take a billion sessions probably anywhere from one to 10 sessions. And, you know, we talk through it and I can use the techniques that she gives me, he gives me to implement them onto my life. My GP says, okay, cool. I think about two weeks later, I get a letter saying from the 
from the GP saying, I'm so sorry, I can't do anything about this. You are best talking to Lifeline, I think they called it, with a number. Yeah. And an attachment of what the mental health people had said. And it literally said something like, we can't accept this referral based on the fact that like we don't know anything about her. Can you please tell us if she is at harm to herself, at risk? or you know like what her mental health background is and I, I literally stood there and I screamed out I was like do I have to kill myself for people to actually realize I need help it's yeah. a morbid thought such a terrible thought but that is how little people have access to it yeah. it is like you try to get help and getting help as a person that has mental health is already so hard because yeah. you don't want to go out and see it and once you've said it and you've asked for it to be, be fucking denied, oh my God, the pain. And I, I hate that people go through that. To be thrown back in your face. I have a friend who um, had a similar thing. She went to her GP and she asked for help. And the, the, the first thing they did was just throw some medication at her. They didn't say, okay, well, let's get you on a, ther- a list for therapy or something like that. And even when you do get on a list for therapy, um, they basically just wanted to get her out of the get her out of the office of their doctor's office as quickly as possible. Um, is what she felt. Um, but even when you do get on a list for therapy, it takes months and months. And I ended up getting on a list for therapy. Went through uh, the NHS referral system, self referral system, which does exist, and. Um, I at that stage was in a like deep depression suicidal thoughts constantly and um almost acting on them and I didn't have like I got sent this mark yourself out of like one to five how severe your um anxiety is and the harm to yourself and all this stuff and even with feeling that yeah and that was so difficult to fill out and I had this inner turmoil of comparing myself to other people what but my five is different from other people's fives and oh I can't and then basically trying to belittle my own feelings in a way I was like trying to put my feelings push them down because I didn't I didn't know if they were um bad enough because they were asking me all of these questions that were like are you bad enough to do for us to like give you these resources and then when I did end up getting to a stage of getting resources it was six months later and that's quite quick for the NHS for a waiting list um they gave me they put me on a like an online thing and the person you get given like a counselor who fills out that it's like online course for CBT, um, which is great if you are in the mental state to be able to do that. But if you're not in the mental state, like I couldn't even read, I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't focus all of the, the online stuff required reading, writing, like a lot of work. And that is a lot of work that you have to put in. And for somebody who is, suicidal and has like won't can't leave their room or eat or or wash themselves energy already there's you have no energy to do that um and so I that's at that point I actually had to quit my job and move and my mum 
and then end up telling my mum like I need your help and she which was so scary but and she did end up helping me trying to find uh, an actual therapist that who I could go to face to face but my friend also she I was we've recorded a podcast as well but she um she told me that she's only just after a year and almost almost two years actually she has only just got to the front of the line for cbt therapy from and it's absolutely insane and she's luckily somebody who can afford to pay for um counseling and therapy and then her work also offers like a 10 free sessions which is really good and that's something that people should know that you can get free sessions through work 90% of employers have that in some sort of way they have some sort of counseling so always check with your employer if that's available before you um, decide to pay with your own pocket because it can help you it can save you it can that can be rent for like three sessions is rent literally I'm not even joking yeah it is always check your employer and if you're in uni as well I know there was one time that I was I did get quite like like you said it was about six months that was quick that was through uni um always check with your university because there are resources to help you there absolutely um well thank you so much for talking to me about your about that experience I, I really appreciate it um what is the most valuable piece of advice that you would like to share? Oh my God, that's a big, that's a tough one. Um, the most valuable advice I would always share with anybody is life goes on. I will tell you, I have been addicted to certain things. I have been homeless. Um, I have been from couch to couch, not knowing what I was going to do the next day. I have been through a lot of shit. And I have also been through a lot of not shit, but still very, very anxious. So I'm here to tell you the life goes on regardless. And you may not believe in what I believe in, in terms of the universe, but life always plays out with you in its favor, if that makes sense. Yes. You, regardless of what happens, I'm not telling you not to worry because worry is always going to be there, but know in your heart that you will live through it and you'll be able to speak about it tomorrow and either laugh about it or tell a story. Absolutely. Life goes on. I think that's amazing. And especially with your, um, your experiences, it's, it's great to be able to show people that, that life can really go on and you're doing really well for yourself at the moment. You know what? It's not just I'm doing so well. There's so many people like me, and I just want to be able to inspire people who are feeling low and whatever. And I and I want to say to everyone, I know I have not launched my course yet, and I know I do charge for the course. But if you've ever got questions or anything, or just want to speak um, about any of this manifestation stuff, my inbox is always always open. I will never deny any person knowledge and information ever. Krupa is a wonderful person to speak to, I can assure you. <laughs> um, and to to go to end this wonderful conversation, I've absolutely loved talking with you. Um, I'd well, like to 
so much for inviting me onto this. Oh no, I've it's so good and it's really good for people to listen to these different kind of in a way they're different wellness and spiritual practices, aren't they? aren't they that have helped you with your your anxiety and I can say uh, I have implemented some of these things in my life and they have definitely helped me with my anxiety and I'm at the moment reducing my anxiety medication um which is great it happens slowly and who knows maybe I'll get to a point where I won't be able to reduce it any further but um it's 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 really helpful to learn these practices and know know that there are different things out there that people can try because always sometimes people have difficulty with different practices and they don't suit them quite right but there are so many different things that you can do um to try and to, to help you um i'd like to ask you some quick fire questions to end this off um and actually maybe you could tell us a little bit about your morning routine a bit later <laughs> because I'm very okay. interested in that um I think starting your day with a morning routine is is the way to go um so are you ready <laughs> I'm ready I'm ready <laughs> are you an early bird or a night owl oh I definitely an early bird uh, when do you think you're most productive in the morning, 100%. <laughs> that comes along with early bird, doesn't it? What time do you wake up? Usually five, but I think the heat wave in the UK, I've been waking up at like seven, eight, because it's just too hot. It's so hot, yeah. <laughs> well, five, that's pretty, yeah, that's an early bird. Um, what energizes you? What energizes me? Like physically, matcha. I love it on and read my blog post matcha is fucking amazing <laughs> um mentally what energizes me um there's breathing techniques um you know how like in meditation you can take a long breath yeah. so when you wake up and you need to be energized there are certain breathing techniques that are short breath that wake you up yeah i love i love doing that um what's it called it's got it's got a specific name do you know no but <laughs> i do know there's an app called Balance and they give you, because of COVID, a full year's worth of free trial. Oh my God. Um, meditation. It's fucking amazing. A full Balance. year, like, if you download it now, it's I downloaded it in uh, March, I think. It's called Balance. That is so, so good. Wow, that is really good. Everybody get Balance. <laughs> um, what is a big goal of yours? A big goal of mine always oh, to have an amazing family. I think, like I said before, I'm so scared to raise children and bring them into this world. But I hope that everyone in my family can be happy and at peace all the time. Oh, amazing. What is a small goal of yours? Small goal to finally launch this course and get my business going. I love it. Amazing. Well, you'll be able to do that, I'm sure. Um you can do anything if you just believe, I think, anyway. So you've got this. <laughs> Belief is like 90% of it. Yeah, 100%. What is your go-to song to dance to? Oh, this is a hard one. Um, in terms of music, I think Shower by Becky G. Or oh. Becky G. <laughs> Amazing. It's such an old song as well. 
<laughs> I'm going to have to listen to that after this. <laughs> um, what is your biggest strength? My biggest strength, I think, is my open-mindedness and like my my ability to feel what others feel. Um, I've always said this. I don't think there's anybody in the world. Maybe there is, and I haven't met them, but who's more open-minded than me? Because I don't just accept your opinion I feel like a lot of people forget that my opinion can exist and your opinion can exist at the same time and still be true because they are opinions yeah they are not fact they are they are opinions yeah um, I'm very very open-minded. I love that that's really good to have open-mindedness for sure what is your goal spirit animal my goal, spirit animal. Yeah. So what would you like it to be? Oh, what would I like it to be, right? That's a, that's a tough one. Um, I think I would like it to be a cheetah. A cheetah. Yeah, because they're fast and they're athletic and they're beautiful. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I know I'm beautiful, but uh-huh. <laughs> um, just the way they're so agile and they... Their senses, like they can, they can hear really well. And I feel like I want to be able to know everything and be observant, very, very observant, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. I I'm, a, I'm a koala. <laughs> You're a koala right now. <laughs> I love it. Um, and how do you feel about silence? Oh, I love silence. I love silence. Me too. Give yeah, you silence. Awkward. Patches of silence, just little little spaces of silence. Even if you're driving somewhere for 20 minutes, try and do it in silence. It's good yeah, for you. Definitely. I never think that any silence is awkward, never. Neither, I don't think so too. I, I don't think that there is such a thing as an awkward silence. <laughs> in fact, I like being silent and like if somebody feels a bit awkward, I just like smile a little bit at them. <laughs> I see it. I'm like, listen, pal, I just like to be in my head sometimes. I'm, if I'm thinking, that's me, that's not you, don't worry. <laughs> um, and then to end off with your morning routine, it would be amazing to hear what the what the incredible Krupa does for a morning routine. You're putting me up on a pedestal here. I love it, but don't... <laughs> Um, I have, I think I have a blog post on this. I don't know if I've posted it yet, but I'll check. I call it the ABC morning routine, right? And mm-hmm. this works for anybody. Um, even like, let's be real. You wake up in the morning. Not every single morning is the way you want it to go. So I've got my A for, I think I, I wake up at five and I think I have at least one to two hours before I actually have to get ready to go to work. Yeah. Um. Me is I wake up, you know, six thirty, seven, but maybe an hour, but not more, so I can do some things, but I have to miss out on the bigger things. Yeah. And then C is like today. I woke up at nine. I was like, oh my god, have to get ready, have to miss out. Um. A is everything you want to do. I start with my meditation. I've got my um affirmations playing, so I just start with a slow and light meditation I always journal because I want to be able to fully lucid dream as well so I've been told that 
writing and journaling your dreams as soon as you wake up as a way to recognize what happens in your dreams yeah so I've been working on that as well currently um after that I'll usually go for a walk a run whatever kind of movement I feel like um right now it's nothing it's too hot for it but (laughs) after that breakfast I always people that follow me on Instagram know breakfast is my favorite meal of the day it's either a load of fruit or a smoothie, like a green smoothie. I, I have loads of powders you can put in it. Um, ashwagandha, moringa. I love all that stuff. Yeah, that is my ideal A morning routine. B, I usually would skip out on the journaling. I still do meditate because for me it's really important. Um, I try and get a workout if I can. If not, not a big deal. C is when I wake up and meditate and that's it. I can work out in the evening, but nothing else. I probably skimp it on breakfast on a C as well. B, I don't. But if you have this kind of like three different routines, no matter what happens, you won't feel like, oh, I fucked up. I've not done it. I've not done it. You have a plan A, B and C. I love that. That is really actually as a very healthy way of looking at it because if you put so much pressure on that one specific morning routine that could take like as you said maybe two hours of like time to just get yourself ready for the day um it's it's a lot of pressure to make sure you're waking up at that time every morning and if your body just needs that extra sleep it's you can't you can't force yourself to your body to wake up earlier if it if it just needs that extra sleep sometimes it's the same way with like manifestation sometimes you just you need to be okay to let go of the result because you're gonna feel good either way yeah now you have different options amazing well if um you send me if you do have that blog post send me the link and i'll put it in the show notes and people can read read about it um oh absolutely i have had such a great time chatting with you uh, thank you so much for coming on the How Do You Peel podcast and sharing your wisdom. <laughs> it was lovely to meet you face to face and actually see you. This has been long overdue. So I hope we can do this again, not necessarily for a podcast, but just get on Zoom and talk to each other because I love doing this. I love learning. Absolutely. I think that would be amazing. I can't wait to do that. And also at some point when COVID doesn't exist, maybe we'll meet in person. <laughs> never existing um, is like so far out right now (laughs) that's quite far away (laughs) um I hope that everything is going well for you and your family as well um and yeah big love to all of you and big love to you thank you all so much for listening to this podcast go check Krupa out on Instagram at faceforwardx Go check out How Do You Peel on Instagram and also go to our website and subscribe to the newsletter so you can keep up to date with everything that's happening. And also check out the merch and clothing available to buy. It's www.howdoyoupeel.co.uk forward slash clothing. <laughs> 10% of every purchase goes to a woman's charity or cause. At the moment, it's going towards the beautiful Casey Gemma, who is showing us 
the definition of resilience after a difficult spinal injury has led her to be paralyzed from the waist down and she is just showing us all true strength every day so yeah 10% of every purchase at the moment is going towards her and her rehabilitation so go check out the clothing and art and maybe purchase some use the code self love all capital letters for 15% off just for you podcast listeners big love see you next time